y'all know if y'all hearing ear horns, you know it's time for Hoop Questions Monday. It's your host, Vince, and I'm so happy to be here. On today's show, we're going to talk a lot about um, trades, upcoming trades, what some teams are looking to do. Um, we're going to hold off on draft stuff until tomorrow. Okay, we have a episode on from 15 to 22 that'll drop tomorrow. So if you're looking for draft information, it will be on that pot. Keep in mind, we also will have a... Um, on this pod next week, we will have a finish of the draft that we were doing. We're going to have four episodes of it, and then we're going to do a mock draft on Tuesday. So there's a lot going on at the network. Man, I can't be more excited. If you haven't listened to my boy, Kyler Copeland on Fantasy Dreams for your fantasy football takes, let me tell you something you're missing out. He's gone through like five divisions now. He went through the entire NFC, and then he has started with the AFC East. So get on that. Get on those. Those are on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast from. Also, you can go to questionpointpodnetwork.com and you can get all the archive episodes there and there are also articles in the blogs as well the other person that we want to in a sense welcome to the family is big kez big kez is the host of the at aliens podcast okay where he talks about anything and everything and it gets spicy up in that podcast. So um, enjoy my my guy Kez. He's doing a real good job, and uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic thing. We got more stuff in the works for you. We got a betting pod coming. So man, it's gonna be real. Man, for us, it's a blessing, and I hope for you, it's hours of entertainment that you can you know spread out through, throughout the week and get the information that you need. So can't be more excited about that. The other thing that we're excited about here at QP Sports Exchange is this. Um, if you are like our day ones or you just came in onto the scene in the last couple months, first of all, welcome. Welcome to this community. It's an inclusive community, but it's a community that is about its grind. And what we try to do here at QP Sports Exchange is bring you the best information possible. And I want to just alert everybody to the June 16th podcast. It was an emergency podcast and it was called What Had Happened Was. Okay. On that podcast, I reported that Kawhi Leonard was hurt, more hurt than they were letting on and actually really nobody in the Clipper organization knew about the extent of the injury or who was actually um, administering that, you know, aid to his knee. All right. Now, that's June 16th. Why am I seeing, like, last week, people talking about this mysterious injury and the Clippers organization not knowing. Yo, y'all behind. Y'all behind. 
Y'all behind by like three weeks. All right? Even, yeah, three, four weeks. QP Sports Exchange had this information. We gave it to you early. Let me tell you something. I can't be more proud of the hard work that goes into uh, unearthing this information. It's an absolute pleasure for me to do. And I'm just going to say it. Score one for the little guys. Score one for Question Point Pod Network. Um, QP Sports Exchange as a whole. So this victory is Nico Miatello's victory. This victory is Kyler Copeland's victory. This victory is Kendall Hall's victory. This uh, this uh, victory is Big Kez's victory. This uh, victory is um, Tony Milton. Shout out to my boy at Mud Mudhawk Podcast. That's my dog. And this victory is also Ava. You know who you are. Uh, this victory is for you as well. And this victory is for my, for my wife and my family. Um, we, like I said, listen, I'm going to celebrate this one a little bit. I, you know, I know usually we are getting into the pod and getting you information. We're going to get that to you. But I just want to celebrate this little this little victory we got here. And we're so... We're so grateful to God to have it. And we're so grateful that we can bring it to you. So if anybody tells you that, oh, ESPN broke that news, you tell them that QPPN or Question Point Pod Network broke that news first. And you can go back to the June 16th podcast that will that is on Spotify. That is on Apple Podcasts. That is on the questionpointpodnetwork.com. Anywhere you, where you want to get this podcast, it's there. And you can listen to me tell you about Kawhi, his hesitancy with the Clippers organization, his second opinion, and why it took him so long to get this surgery. You guys are welcome, by the way. Uh, ESPN, Fox, all the other sports media outlets out there y'all welcome all right now that that's out the way and like i again i'll say it again this is really this is a victory for this entire community i just want you guys to know that because we don't work hard for nothing okay we are trying to build this business into you know i told you we coming after the ringer we coming after smarco we coming after them Okay, we 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 want to do it real big. So, if you're fans of this network, if you're just getting on with us, and you're like, "Why is this dude going on about this?" You think about it. You know, a guy with like very little connections to to the media, a guy who has to you know pick up the breadcrumbs here and there. And shout out to my sources that, you know, helped me get this information as well. Um, and to have it early and before all of like the big boys had it, you know, I'm sorry. I had to take a second to give our network some love. So 
All right, without further ado, you know what we got to do, right? We got to get into this pod, man. I wasted enough of your time on this, so let's go. Let's get into some Giannis news. And basically what we're doing is just talking about how great he's been. And also we're going to talk about the other guy that has helped him propel the Milwaukee Bucks to a 3-2 lead in this best of seven series in the finals. All right. Here's the thing. Giannis, um, he's kind of changed my mind a little bit about him. I think there's about five dudes in the league, and he's in that group. Okay? Now, you might be salty if you're like, oh, well, what about my guy and what about my guy? Hey, listen. Durant, whatever order you want to put it in. Durant, Steph, LeBron, Giannis, and we got Luka, right? Okay? He's in that group. And then I think there's another tier Okay, and in that other tier are your Hardens, your Westbrooks, your Bills, your Kyrie Irvins, your Dames, and and whatever. So here's the thing: you know where to find me on Twitter. It's QPP Network. I'm not hard to find, but I think there's five dudes in this league. When you say, "Look, yo, best player in the world," there's five. Okay, and if you want to get salty with me, you know where to find me. You want to leave your suggestions on who should be in that top five. Oh, I'm crazy. Whatever. Go ahead and do it. But it's my take and I'm going to stick to it. But getting back to Giannis, this is a deal. All right. Giannis in the last three games um, has been amazing. Okay, let's just look at this real quick. In game three, he had 41 points. He had 13 rebounds, six assists on 14 of 23 shooting from the field. This was his big uh, free throw game where he had 13 out of 17 and one steal. All right. In game four, another W. He had a lesser game, but still look at these numbers. 26 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, 11 for 19 from the field, he hit 50% of his free throws, four of eight. And he also had two blocks and three steals in that game. Now, game five, he had 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists, another 14 of 23 shooting performance. He also had, he was four of 11 from free throws. So it was a bad night from the free throw line. But here's what the other thing that I want you to kind of look at. Throughout this playoff series, Giannis is averaging 9.4 free throw attempts a game. You want me to say it again? Throughout this playoffs, Giannis is averaging 9.4 free throw attempts a game. 
Now that's due to him attacking the rim, and that's his play. That's his his mode. We know the jump shot is still not there. We understand. But when you start getting into that nine range attempts a game, that's some lofty. That's a lofty hemisphere to be in. Okay. This guy is showing us that there are multiple ways to get there. And listen, I don't want to hear about the injuries and what would have been and what could have been and whatever. I understand all that. But let's just celebrate this one. Let's just celebrate just the purity of basketball right now. You know, just to celebrate the purity of hoop. This man is getting after it, bro. There's no other way of saying it. I can't sugarcoat it. He's getting after it. And the best part about it is, is that when he has an off game, he does have a Robin. Because Chris Middleton, who I've been looking for, I've been searching high and low for him, has responded in a major way. So his last three games look like this. Game three, he had 18 points, seven rebounds, six assists, Fast shooting night, 6 of 14. 3 of 7 from 3. He had all his uh, free throws. He had all three of those and had a steal. Okay, solid game, right? Game 4. 40 points. 6 rebounds. 4 assists. On 15 of 33 shooting. 3 of 8 from 3 points. 7 and 8. 7 of 8 from the free throw line and two steals. All right? Game five, you know how he shut it down, okay? Game five, my man was doing work. All right? 29 points, seven rebounds, five assists, 12 of 23 from the field, and three of eight from three-point land. So Chris Middleton has shown up in the finals in a major way. So Giannis has had his uh, Robin to his Batman in this uh, in this finals. Did you know that Devin Booker is only shooting thirty four percent from the field? He's got some work to do before we crown him as the next Kobe. He's got some work to do. I'm not saying he can't get there because that young man is tough. And that young man, I think, has a bright future in this league. You know what I'm saying? I think I would love for him to be a Laker. I'm, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not tampering, I don't think. I don't have any uh, position with the Lakers. Now on to the Damian Lillard hysteria. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen Damian Lillard in almost every uniform. Some have been really laughable, but, you know, we've seen them in Philly. We've seen them in in New Orleans gear. We've seen them in somehow Golden State gear. We've seen them in um, Clipper gear. And I know Laker fans, but really, we've seen them in Laker gear. Okay, now here's the thing. Damian Lillard publicly has not come out and said, I want to trade. Okay, Um, 
there's also reports that he still has a desire to stay in Portland through all of what's going on. Now, also, that report says that there is a little bitterness from little bitter taste in his mouth from uh, Stotts being gone. But, you know, Chauncey is, you know, he he wanted Jason Kidd, but he likes Chauncey publicly. So he's not too upset with that move. But he has not come out and said that, hey, I want to leave. I don't know what you're doing here. I don't like the direction we're going. He has not said any of this. So I'm a, um after today, because I have one more Bradley Bill thing to get off, but it's it's going to help Bradley. Just no. But I'm going to put him in the same breath as Bradley Bill until either one of them speaks and says, hey, I want out. Any trade rumor that comes my way, I'm just going to look at it and laugh because it's just not, it's not what's going on right now. You know, you can just tell. There's no, there's no trade out there for Damian Lillard. None. This is not one trade. Okay? There hasn't really been a serious trade offer. And Neil O'Shea has not picked up the phone to offer Damian Lillard to anybody. So, he's on the same plane as Bradley Bill. Now, I think that could change. I think Neil O'Shea has a lot to do. And I don't know how he does it. I don't know if it's a package of, of, of Covington and C.J. McCollum to get back whatever they need to have Dane feel good about his uh, future prospects in, in the great Northwest. Um, I don't know if it's run it back and kind of tweak it and see if they can get something more out of Nurkic. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But Neil Shea has a almost impossible job to keep try to keep Dame happy. And if he's trying to build a winner in a stacked West. Stacked. So CJ McCollum is 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 the guy that has to go, right? Does New Orleans do a CJ McCollum Brandon Ingram trade? If I'm New Orleans, I probably don't do that trade, actually. Cause that doesn't really benefit me. Gives me gives me some outside shooting. But it doesn't like Oh, that's, yeah, that's what's up. No. Miles Turner, Karis LeVert for CJ McCollum. Rim protection. Bigger wing for Portland. Got it. Got it. CJ McCollum fit in Indiana. Let's see. Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, CJ. So your backcourt as far as defense, not great. Now, you lost your rim protector. I don't know why Indiana does that deal. Okay. 
Now, the one that might make sense, the one that has actually kind of been out there that kind of makes sense is the Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum trade. Now, I think Philly is out of their mind if they think they should get Dame in that deal, especially with what we saw of Simmons last. C.J. would be a really good player for them because he would give them another consistent outside shooter, which would help Embiid do what he does. And their pick-and-roll situation might be real swole as well. So, you have that situation going on. If you have Ben Simmons, you got another ball handler. That'll help Dame. You have a guy who doesn't take a lot of shots. That'll help Dame. Uh, but he can orchestrate an offense and play really great defense. Now, I don't know how you make up the C.J. McCullum points. Maybe Anthony, uh, Anthony Simon steps in. Maybe you keep Norman Powell. I don't know. You know? So, that one is the only one that kind of makes sense if there's going to be a C.J. McCollum trade. I think everything else wouldn't even even excite Dame. And I don't know if the Ben Simmons things would, would be completely exciting to him to make him want to stay either. But at least with Simmons, you go, okay, I got an all-defensive type dude on my squad. Okay, now, let's see. You know, maybe I keep Ronald Covington around. Or maybe I trade him for a, a, a younger wing. You know, somebody who hasn't hit their complete stride yet. You know, we're banking on the upside. I don't know. But at least with that situation, it's feasible. I think in any other situation, you're actually getting turned down for C.J. McCollum. As good as I think he is, he does have some limitations on defense, that's for sure. He's not the greatest orchestrator in the whole wide world. He can he can manage the point guard position, but you don't want him doing it. So that's pretty much what's going on in Portland. Now, you know I'm a Laker fan. It's real easy to tell. So I have a Laker trade. Now, it was something that I saw, but then I did some checking on to see if it was something that was even bantied about in the in the offices of El Segundo in the Lakers facility. So the Lakers are going to need Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder to re-sign with them. Now, I don't think they'll be with the team long if they re-sign, but they're going to need both those guys. We're going to need Montrez to opt in, and we're going to need to sign Schroeder to a contract to get him his paper that he wants and to get him to the, the most desirable city that they want to go to, right? Um, Schroeder has this thing about Chicago and New York, and New York and Chicago seem to have real interest in him. 
But the thing that I'm talking about, if you can get Montrez Harrell, who was really salty at the end of the year, did not want to be bothered um, and all that, if you can get him back on board and then you can do a sign and trade and send Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma to the Sacramento Kings for one Buddy Hill, now you got something. All right? Kuzma doesn't fit he's miscast in this role as a LeBron kind of support staff dude he needs to be in a more free flow offense not as structured perfect in Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton good facilitators good you know good flow offensive flow guys and Kuzma can uh, return to his cutting and spot up shooting you know one dribble maybe and get a shot he can return to that guy instead of this guy who stands in the corner and just tries to shoot threes at not a great rate so it makes me want to pull my hair out Montrez you know because I don't think Montrez I think Montrez thinks he's going to get like 13 14 mil on the open market and I don't know if it's there for him for the simple fact of that yes he's going to give you like energy plays tip-ins putbacks offensive rebounds um you know still you know here or there block we say block every once in a while but he got exposed he's a liability on defense Unless you're playing like a real crazy free-flowing stock. But if you get into a half-court game, you are looking for Montrez Harrell. You are trying to find him and eat him up. But with Sacramento, he could go back to being like that six-man dude, give energy, do all those things. Maybe not get swallowed up by, you know, the more talented you know, first string roster of the other team. And then um, the Lakers will get the shooter that they need. Right? They need a shooter. Buddy Hill is, is a definite upgrade to what they got. He is career 39%. And he is a volume three-point shooter. He is almost career 10. You know what I'm saying? So my man gets him up. So, you definitely want this dude on your squad if you're the Lakers. And he fits the timeline of AD a little bit. So, that might work out real well. But see, the other thing with this is, is that if you have Schroeder on the books, now you can move him. And get another piece. Somebody, maybe another wing that can shoot the, shoot the ball. Kind of be a secondary, like, playmaker type dude to help out with the ball handling uh, responsibilities. So, LeBron's not killing himself. You know, we don't have to ask Buddy Hill to be the point guard because he's not good at that. And then you can get you another guy, maybe like a, you know, a wing that, you know, has some handle and whatever. Because you can literally take... Whatever you think Dennis Schroeder is going to be, he thinks he's getting like 25, 26 million. This dude is out of his mind. 
I think he should be in that. I mean, if I really wanted to give him a raise, which I don't, I could see him getting like 22, maybe. I, I don't know if they'll give it to him, honestly. I think that's the zenith of where he can go. But I think he's like an $18 million a year guy. I, that's my thought. That's what I saw out there when he was playing. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Because those guys give you 13, 14 points a game. You know, they do a little something on offense. They do a little something on defense. Give you a spark here and there. Those are great guys to have, man. But he wants a, a, a solid role. You know, he wants, like, I want to start. You know, I want to be a part of the offense. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, unfortunately, he's playing next to LeBron James. And I don't know how you can even think of yourself as a second option when AD's on the squad as well. So that's real crazy. So if you can get him to New York or to Chicago or to another place, destination he'd like to go to, maybe Toronto, you know, maybe you start looking at that situation. But if you did Chicago... You got opportunity to strike it real big because they don't know what they want to do with Laurie Marketing. That's a stretch four or five type dude that the Lakers could use if they wanted to go a different route and they wanted to keep him. They got Thaddeus Young. You know what I'm saying? They got some dudes on that squad that you could take and help your squad out. So. If the Lakers are going to do anything of reshaping the team in the offseason, that's the only way it gets done. Is that you need Montrezl Harrell to opt in and you need to get a signing trade deal with Dennis Schroeder. Now, the other one that I want to kind of like put to bed a little bit is that the James Wiseman rumors out there for Golden State. I'll talk to plenty of people I've seen the reports and there's people I trust that have also co-signed this information the owner of the team Lakeup loves James Wiseman loves him so unless and this is a Bradley Bill I'm sorry I'm preemptive sorry unless that dude in the district decides that he wants out of DC that's the only way Wiseman leaves the Golden State Warriors that would be too good to pass up everything else the Siakam rumors don't make any sense they have no desire for Pascal Siakam You know, um, there's been some other rumors with some other teams or whatever. Um, and none of them, none of them make sense. The only one that makes sense is Bradley Bill is disgruntled, says I want out. That's the only time that's going to make sense. All right. And since I don't see that happening, I think James Wiseman is your center for the Golden State Warriors next year. So get happy with that. And... Let's see if the young man can improve, right?
Now, New Orleans has some stuff going on. And what I'm going to say right now is this. I can't get into all of it. But um, if for some reason, look for New Orleans to, to do something this week. And if it does, it's a it's a prelude to a to a grander plan. If they do something this week. Okay. Um, the, what I can tell you is that New Orleans is trying actively to kind of kind of re-roll the clock the clock back by getting rid of Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. Okay, I can tell you that they are frantically trying to do that. They understand that there might be picks involved or, you know, some of their talent that they wanted to hold on to. So they understand where they are. But this is a, a move to help Zion become the best player that he can be. Uh, by getting the floor a little more spread out, get some more shooting, maybe a big that can uh, spread the floor as well uh, and provide some rim protection. So uh, they're working on things right now. But I'll tell you this, whatever they, if they do do something this week, QP Sports Exchange will go emergency pod, will break down whatever that trade is, and then I will tell you the rest of it because it's it's huge. And if they are going to try to pull this off, it starts this week. So we'll see what goes on in the next three to four days. I'll keep my eyes out. If something breaks early or if I think something's about to break, I'll go live and let you guys know what's up. All right. But be on the lookout for Steven Adams being on the move and Eric Bledsoe as well. So that is what I can report right now. And if something else happens, we will break the whole thing down and get into the just the complete brilliance. And also, I know somebody in that Pelican's office is, is working some overtime right now. So the next thing I want to talk about is Philly is having a hard time. With this Ben Simmons trade. Because a lot of the trades are like just complete trash. You know, um, they're not getting near what value they should be getting for Simmons. So they've been kind of like, you know, lukewarm. I mean, and that's being very generous saying that. Lukewarm at best. Um, you know, Minnesota has an offer out there. You know, there's a scent around them that they are poised to make a Ben Simmons deal. I saw a Atlanta deal out there. And I wasn't mad at that. I thought he'd be bad for Simmons, though, because, oh, man, could you imagine his first game in Philly wearing a Hawks uniform? they kill him. So I've seen some, you know, different different things out there. But right now, the, the ones that are the ones that are interesting don't seem to have any reality based on them whatsoever. I do know this. Atlanta is looking not to hold on to John Collins. I will say that. 
QP Sports Exchange is reporting that John Collins um, is going to ask for what Atlanta seems to think way too much money. They will try to work out a sign and trade where they can get something for the asset back, but do not expect John Collins to be back with Atlanta next year unless his salary demands come down, way down. Um, the T-Wolves, by the way, are looking for some shooting. And they have like three main targets. One is Milwaukee's Pat Connaughton. Second is Orlando's Markel, Markel Fultz. And third is Sacramento's DeLon Wright. These are all targets that are in their price range that they could get. As far as CERN, I think with the Marquez false thing, I don't know what they'd have to give up to get him. Um, I think DeLon Wright, you can get it with picks, with like second rounders. And Connington, I don't know what you'd have to give up for him. He's an integral part of what Milwaukee does. Um, you know, but if the price is right, hey, who knows? Who knows what... Minnesota is looking to give up to get Pat Content. So, but they are looking for shooting. Those are kind of like the three guys they kind of can on. So, that's some news for you, for the Minnesota people out there. Shout out to the Twin Cities. <laughs> the teams that are looking at Colin Sexton are concerned. Their concern is, is that Colin Sexton point guard extraordinaire shoots too much <laughs> like what is this the first time you're turning on Cleveland tape to notice that Colin Sexton shoots the ball way too much and his shot selection is trash I mean I could have told you that like months ago you could have just called me up you didn't even have to pay second synergy you know anything you could have just gave your boy a call up. I would have told you right from the beginning. That dude shoots too much, and his shot selection is trash. It's just piss poor. But the teams that are really interested in Sexton are trying to find a way to talk themselves through it. But I thought it was funny when I called on this is that they said he shoots too much. I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. Right? And like, no, he shoot. We're saying he shoots too much. I'm like, I get you. I understand. That means you turned on the tape. You understand what's going on. But I think their concern is they they can't get it. They can't turn the faucet off. So I don't know what's gonna go on with Colin Sexton. But uh, word word on the street in the NBA streets is that he shoots too damn much. So we'll see how that goes. And San Antonio is dead set on uh, breaking up their backcourt. Uh, DeJounte Murray is going to be on the move. Um, there are some suitors for that. Uh, Boston Celtics are in on this deal. Um, there might be like a Marcus Smart, DeJounte Murray, and like a pick swap. You know, Boston, how y'all feel about that? Are you, are you mad that... Uh, you're letting go of, like, your guy who you consider the heart and soul of your team, Marcus Smart, you know, DeJounte Murray, younger. 
Probably shot selection a little bit better than uh, Marcus. Might be a little steadier uh, as far as you know implementing game plan and you know moving chess pieces around. You know, but there's a lot to be said about Marcus Smart's like intangibles. You know, other than Draymond Green, that dude, as far as intangibles are concerned, he has them, and he would be a uh, a feather in anybody's cap if you got him on your squad. And the last thing of the day is this, is what do you think Toronto, or let me ask my Raptor fans, oh Canada, what's up? You know, I got two Canadians on the network now. Okay, my boy Zach, my boy Zeke, Nico, both Canadians. But Toronto, how do you feel about Kyle Lowry leaving and trying to get something back for him, like in a sign and trade? Who would you want back? What would be the package that you want? Are you excited about Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson and Precious Achua thrown in there? So it'd be like Hero and Achua or Duncan Robinson and Achua. It wouldn't be all three. Um, Would you want something like a Kuzma THT thing? That should have happened in before the uh, the trade deadline. Or would you want a, like a sign of trade with Lonzo Ball? Would you want Lonzo Ball in Canada? So my Toronto fans out there, Raptors Nation, what up? I'm talking to you. What would you like to see? Would you like to see some of South Beach finest come to you? Would you want some 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 playoff championship seasoning from the La La to you? Or would you want the crazy upside of Lonzo Ball going your way? Hit me up on Twitter, QQP Network, on Instagram, Question Point Pod Network. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what y'all are thinking. All right, so that's going to end the show for today. I'm excited because I'm ready to get up out of here. Also, reminder, part three of the NBA draft preview is coming up tomorrow. It will be on your podcast platforms tomorrow. So keep that in mind as well. We're going to always obviously have a football Friday on for on Friday, which would be the AFC North. So we'll have that. And keep in mind, Kyler Copeland has a podcast on this network, Fantasy Dreams. So get all your fantasy stuff in line and talk to my boy. He is Kyler at Kyler QPPN. So it's on Twitter, it's at Kyler QPPN. All right. Hit him up on some fantasy questions, you know, so you can dominate your league so you don't end up last and get that tattoo of a unicorn jump through a rainbow. You know what I'm talking about, crazy kids out there. All right. And also keep a reminder, if you don't want the sports talk, you want some real talk, you want some uh, 
You want some spiciness in your life. You want some, you know, you want some down home cooking. So check out my boy, Big Kez. He got the AT Aliens podcast. It jumps off. It's a party. A lot of guests, a lot of people speaking up. He gets questions from the audience. It's real live. It's real tough. So check that out. All right. So we're going to close that, close it up for today. Again, I want to thank the audience. You guys make this so special for me to do. Um, this is why we try to get information first and foremost to you. Um, shouts out to the new countries that have joined. Shouts out to Turkey. Shouts out to Morocco. Um, joining the QP Nation. We so we so happy to have y'all. Um, shouts out to the United States just holding it down for me. France, Germany, Brazil, India really holding it down. UK, come on, let's go. Now that I got Canadians on the network, I expect Canada to step up in a big way. My make-believe brothers, I expect y'all to come up in a major way. So I'm looking for y'all. But man, I, I'm I'm so blessed to do it. And I'm so happy to be able to do it for you guys. So with that being said, be well. Take care of yourself. Make sure you're good for everybody else that's around you. Then once you've done that and you're squared and centered, you know, appreciate those people around you. Show them that you love them. Let, you, let them know that you're there. And after that you've done that and your household is taken care of, you step outside the door, give a friendly wave or a hello to a neighbor, you know, let them bend your ear for a second. And then um, if you have time, please join a worthwhile organization in your community that's helping the less fortunate. Um, You know, so if you can volunteer your time, that'll be great. And if you're just blessed abundantly and you just don't have the time to volunteer, you know, man, throw some money. Throw some money towards a worthwhile organization. Um, I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it. I'm a product of that. You know, I I mean, four years ago, I was in I was in the Longview Rescue Mission. You know, I was about to drink myself to death. And they gave me a chance and there were a lot of faceless, nameless people who donated to this rescue mission. And, um, you know, four and a half years later, I'm still sober. Um, I'm, I'm building a podcast network with outstanding young men that I'm, I'm proud of. And I have a beautiful wife and, and, you know, family who trust me and, you know, and all that. So... When you give of your time or you give of your dollars to these types of organizations, these are the type of stories. These are the type of stories that pop up. So this is why I harp on this every single week. Couple podcasts a week. Because I think it's that important. So uh, thank thank the Long Beach Rescue Mission for all you've done for me. And uh, I can't wait to continue to do more for you guys in the future. And with that being said, we out, man. I'll see y'all tomorrow. We're going to drop this uh, NBA draft preview special pod. I'm excited about it. The Lakers are in it. So, you know, I'm excited about that. And then we're going to hit you with football Friday on Friday. 
and I can't wait for that. And keep in mind, next week, not this week, but next week, we're going to have the NBA pod, who questions Monday, but it's going to be the, the last of the NBA preview. Then we're going to have the mock draft on Tuesday. So where we would normally have the NBA draft preview, there'll be a mock draft on Tuesday. And on the 29th of July, the day of the draft, we will be live in Green Room on Spotify Green Room. We will have instant analysis and reaction to your team's uh, picks, trades, whatever happens. I'm so excited to do it. Nico is so excited to do it. Kendall Hall is so excited to do it. Uh, we'll also introduce you to a couple more cast of characters of the Question Point Pod Network. You know what I'm saying? So we have a really big couple weeks coming up, and I can't wait to get all into it. So, man, without further ado, man, I'm just going to get up out of here. Peace. Peace.